Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome into Sports Talk. Talking a lot about Saints right now. They are in the process of honing in on or getting close to locking up Clint Kubiak from the San Francisco 49ers. Of course, nothing can become official there at offensive coordinator until after the Super Bowl. To help us talk about things, Deuce McAllister, Saints color analyst, joining the radio huddle. And before we get into Saints talk, Deuce, just want to say, first off, congrats to you and your son. I know you got some big news. Yeah, um, finally the process for him to be able to find a school that uh, he feels like that he can enjoy and develop and, you know, hopefully continue to uh, go on to the next level as far as a four-year school. So uh, pretty excited for him. What what position are we talking about here, Deuce? Uh, he plays defensive uh, end and defensive tackle. So on the college level, he'll, he'll, he'll translate to a probably a three technique. So he, he, he went the tackling the running back route <laughs> as opposed to the, the running back route. That's exactly right, you know, and uh, try try to encourage him, but, you know, uh, sometimes it, it, it's a little tough to push away from that food table, so uh, he just kept kept going a little bit, but uh, it's been good. Deuce, your initial reactions, obviously Adam Schefter coming out with the report, the Saints have locked in and are targeting uh, Clint Kubiak as the next, uh, next offensive coordinator for the team. He's currently riding with the 49ers to the Super Bowl in Vegas as their passing game specialist. Uh, overall, though, it's hard to, for me at least, to come up with any uh, negatives on this hire. It seems like a great direction going for the team, uh, going out of house. I know a lot of people want to change and just the history of what Kubiak has done. Plus, he's got good family uh, bloodlines, too. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, uh, when you look at it, you kind of see, uh, or at least when they, they are interviewing the different personnel, a lot of them came, came from that Shanahan or McVay tree. And, uh, you know, some of the guys that they talked to obviously uh, got other jobs and some uh, have not. You know, and I, I'll be interested because, you know, right now you have uh, two spots open on the offensive staff. You know, what, uh, what else happens with that staff because it is a little different um, as far as style of offense than what the Saints have done in the past. And so uh, it should be good. You know, I think when you talk about uh, shifts, motions, pre-snap, post-snap, some of the runs, the Saints, I mean, I know people may not believe it, but a lot of the runs, uh, particularly from a run scheme, the Saints did that anyway. I mean, they've been a zone team. They've been a gap scheme. It's a little bit different how San Francisco gets there. But when you talk about running the football, there's only so many ways to run the football. I mean, now what you call that play, what it's named, that may be a little bit different. So uh, it'll be intriguing just to see the uh, new plays, new wrinkles, uh, design, et cetera, be implemented into this offense. You know, Deuce, one of the things that I think intrigues me about the Clint Kubiak hires, obviously the Shanahan connections and that offense that's kind of dominated the league over the last couple of years. But also you go back to Minnesota and you look at what he was able to do for Kirk Cousins. Obviously it wasn't a great season. They went 8-8. Eight and eight, But, uh, you know, 
33 touchdowns, seven interceptions, 4,200 yards. I would compare these guys in terms of Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr. They're similar in terms of skill set. You know, obviously Kirk was throwing to Justin Jefferson. That helps. But do you think what, – what do you think in terms of how can Clint and how can a new offensive coordinator work with Derek Carr and, and try to tease a more consistent offense? You know, obviously you had some of those high mo- moments late in the season, but how can you get more consistency out of Derek? Well, I think, you know, when you look at it from Derek's point of view, you you want your quarterback to be comfortable. And so you finding out, hey, look, this is what I see Derek Carr doing well. These are some of the things that he has had success with. So from a play call standpoint, you have to marry that. I mean, you can't be a play caller or a designer of a system and just be so stuck on what you do, what you do. These are my plays. This is my offense. If your team is not having success, all you're doing is calling plays. All you're doing is running plays because they're not successful plays. So I think that'll be the most critical thing. How can I put my quarterback in a position to where he's successful? And if he's successful, then my team should be successful. Do something that Jeff had tweeted out, and I was thinking it uh, right while I was reading it where he uh, when he had put it out there that with this hire of Kubiak, if he does come on board, what better person to uh, come up with some new plans for Taysom Hill uh, in the Saints offense when he's worked with somebody like Debo Samuel already in San Francisco. Yeah, and even even from Taysom, I don't know how much more different that you'll see. Hmm. You know, and I think that's that's what you have to understand. You may see him line up as a wing now, but Taysom is already lined up. You know, at quarterback, he's lined up at tailback, he's lined up out wide. You know, he, he's a tight end. So that's that's really what I was referencing for. Maybe the name changes as far as some of those plays. Uh, you know, and you'll you'll get some different routes, but I am going to allow him to do what he does best. And so, uh, the biggest thing that I see from from the coordinator's standpoint and point of view, how can I get this team to do it at an elite level? That's what it'll come down to. Gotcha. You know, I spent this past week out at the Senior Bowl. A lot of really interesting prospects out there, particularly for the Saints. And, you know, the Saints are a team that likes to draft a certain way. They like to draft a certain type of player. You know, they have prototypes. I'm curious, as you look at this team and you look at the draft and you say, okay, obviously you don't want to draft for need. You don't want to take a guy just because you you need a left tackle or you need whatever. But as you look at this team, what would you say is the position of greatest need where – you know, you're looking at this offseason, you're saying, okay, you got to improve there. You got to find an extra piece, a new piece, something that can can amp up that position. Well, if you look at the Saints over the, over their history and how they like to operate, you really, it would be unfair if you totally said that that's all going to happen in the draft. Because as we know, um, one of the ways that you don't get in a position of need or reach is because you try to fill it through free agency. Now, you may be able to get a stopgap player in free agency and now it it can allow me to kind of focus on another area but you know for me if this team can't truly address some of the issues that they had up front whether that's uh injuries you know on the offense and defensive side of the football as far as the offensive line then you're going to be right back in that same position i thought that you were able to develop some of those younger guys a little on the offensive side but you you've got to get some stability i mean because you know what happens at left tackle for you uh, is, is that going to be Trevor Penning? And I know, you know, kind of what Jeff has said uh, at the end of the year. I kind of know what Mickey has said. But right now, that's probably a question mark. You know, left guard, what do you do there? Will it be another free agent to come in and step in and help you there in that situation? Or will one of those young guys that has filled in, is he ready to take that next step? 
you know, and I think, you know, uh, another position you kind of have to look at. Jawan had a really good year for you, but uh, is there something else there at that tight end position? The number three receiver for you, what happens there? You know, and that's just looking at it from the offensive side of the football and not even touching, you know, the Alvin Kamara and, and Jamal and, and, and Kendra Miller situation, what happens there? You know, and so when you look at it overall, obviously I think this team has to be able to get younger. I think this team has to be able to add some speed to both sides of the ball. But uh, for me, it starts up front. You know, you, you've got to figure out what you're doing with the offense and defensive lines. You know, you just mentioned Kendra. Oh, sorry, I was muted. Uh, you, know, you just mentioned Kendra. You know, I'm curious what, obviously, he popped a little in that final game. We didn't see as much of him this season as I think we probably all wanted to. But what were your thoughts on his rookie season and what your expectations are from him going forward? Well, he's got to learn how to be a pro. I mean, that's what it comes down to. He's probably still the youngest on this team uh, right now. And, you know, he just he celebrated his birthday earlier uh, well, last year and, uh, you know, during the season. But he's got to learn how to be a pro. And, and by being a pro, it's taking care of my body. It's getting my body ready to be able to go out there and play. And, you know, when the Saints – actually picked him you know we know he wasn't able to go through OTAs he was recovering from an injury and injuries just really hurt him from his rookie year but you don't write him off because we know that he is a talented talented player it's going to be up to him uh he's going to have to learn a new offense so that's two years in a row back to back that he's learning a new offense that won't be easy hopefully the transition will be a little bit better just from uh, being able to be around, be able to see it, go out there, walk through, and do it. But um, he's, he's a really good player. And here, here, here's something, and I don't know if you guys knew it, uh, I did get to talk to a couple of guys over at the Senior Bowl. Your defensive line coach, well, I say your, the Saints defensive line coach was um, almost, I don't want to say, he, he chose, but the Saints didn't allow him to go to Missouri. I'll put it that way. You know, he had an opportunity. Missouri's coach wanted him, uh, didn't let him kind of – the Saints didn't want that to happen. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, so many times we see that nobody wants to work in New Orleans. Nobody wants to, to be the OC. You know, you talk about, oh, they don't want to work with DA. But, no, there are coaches that teams won't and they choose to be in New Orleans or, you know, you look at it having the opportunity to say, hey, look, no, I, I think we can turn this around. I want to be a part of it, and and that's happening. So just to be clear, we're talking about Todd Grantham? That's correct. Gotcha. Deuce, you were talking about the offensive line up front for this team. Obviously a huge concern. Curious, what what can they do with a guy like Trevor Penning. There's so much they've invested in him. Uh, it's been a big letdown to this point. And obviously we know they're not ready to give up on anything with him yet. He's still a young guy uh, that they, they've got plans for in the future. But how can we get this guy on the field and at least performing uh, in games instead of just being on field goal unit for crying out loud? Well, and I think Mickey kind of said it. They have to blame themselves a little bit. You don't think? It, it definitely I, seems I something yeah, <laughs> something something has gone awry there, whether it's with coaching or not, but still there you have a not, first not, round not, pick not that even, you not not even, not even from a coaching standpoint. You basically anointed him the starting job without even really without even really playing and being able to say, Yes, he's ready for this job. And so just from a pressure standpoint, that's a lot of pressure. 
that's a lot of pressure. You 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 throw him in the fire, knowing that he probably wasn't ready. And now, from a technique standpoint, it's 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 not a top. It's a pure technique with Trevor. And so for okay. Trevor, uh, I wouldn't be surprised at some point that you see that he's working with. Um, you know, some of the guys that do some of the training as far as offensive linemen. Uh, because for Trevor, it's it, it, it's pure technique. It's not, not understanding what we're doing from a zone scheme or from a, a gap scheme, you know, uh, playing too high. Yeah, he may play too high at times. But it, with Trevor, it's shooting your hands. It is having confidence and knowing when I have to shoot my hands, where I'm going to put my hands, and just being able to use my strength. To be as big as he is and as powerful as he is, he's too inconsistent in certain areas of his game. He allows smaller guys to be able to get up under him uh, when when they shouldn't be able to. And I understand, you know, that that may come with leverage, but that's understanding positioning and where I'm going to shoot my hands as well. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because the interesting thing with Trevor, it's not that you started him, it's not that – you know he's a he's a rookie or a second year player who's developing and he missed a lot of time. It's the way that you went about. Okay, he's starting and now he's benched and now he's not getting on the field at he all. He couldn't even get in with all the injuries that yeah, were piling up. And, and I guess yeah, but qu- he was a left tackle. He was right. a left tackle. He was never going to be a guy that you throw in right. at right guard or right tackle. I mean because he's a left tackle, and so I, it wouldn't have been fair for him to throw him in at right tackle. It wouldn't have been fair because if he's struggling at a position that he has practiced at and that's all he really knew, why am I going to throw him out there at right tackle when he's never even practiced at right tackle? Why am I going to do that? That's what I try to tell people when they're like, oh, put him at guard. I'm like, okay, he's he's struggling to learn left tackle. Now you're going to ask him to learn a position he's never played? That doesn't make a ton of sense. But I think, you know, with with Trevor, one of the issues is, you know, you're looking at a first-round pick, and I think there's – got to be some consternation within the building of like man we can taken all these first round picks and we're just not getting anything out of them in terms of Peyton Turner's been hurt Marcus Davenport was hurt and wasn't as productive as you probably hoped you know and, and I think is there do you think that's part of it is there's just some pressure to get that guy on the field when he's a first round pick and it, you know it's not exactly acceptable to say oh we took him in the first round but he's a year or two away like that's a tough thing to sell to people but in some, in some cases that's just the reality and you got to you got to live with it regardless of the investment, right? Robert Meacham redshirted. Deuce McAllister redshirted. I had 16 <laughs> carries. I had 16 carries my my rookie year. 16. Not in the game, the complete year. Yep. The complete year. So it's it, it, it's 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 probably unfair just because the uh, win now mode that everyone is in uh, from a fan's perspective, uh, and 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 really when you took probably all three of those guys you kind of knew that they were not ready immediately. They were not ready immediately. And so, yes, I, I agree with you when you talk about uh, being able to stick them right in and, and, and knowing that they're not probably completely ready, but you do it anyway. And, you know, uh, for a couple of them, it's, it, it's been, well, really all three of them, it's been injuries. And Peyton is too young. I mean, uh, Peyton, Peyton is, you know, at, at the point where he's going to have to show you he's healthy. And then you talk about Trevor. I was about to say he's too young in his career, but he's going to have to show you that he's healthy, but also that he's made the adjustment to be able to uh, not allow just the small things to take him completely away. Well, coming up Monday, Deuce, is going to be the start of Super Bowl week. We'll have media night going on and getting ready for the big game finally uh, next Sunday in Las Vegas. Just curious, obviously, your initial thoughts on the matchup between San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs coming up. Well, 
you know, just going back really to the championship or the conference games, looking at the Lions' perspective, their offensive line, you knew if they could block up front that Frisco was going to struggle on the back end. And San Francisco changed kind of who they were for a defensive philosophy because normally they're a zone team. They played man more in the second half. And obviously, you know, you could talk about going for it, not going for it, whatever. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think that's where the game will be won when you talk about the Super Bowl. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, it's just until you show me that you can consistently scheme and devise and take him out of the game, man, it's hard for me to go against him. I mean, the, the better team – the better overall team is San Francisco. But with Mahomes on the other side, he gives them a chance. And so I would be really, really interested to see how San Francisco tries to take Travis Kelsey away. Because you can double him, but now the quarterback is going to say, okay, I am going to take a shot, and my guy is going to win six out of ten times. And two times down the field for an explosive play, out of those six, is going to be a touchdown. You know, it, it's just he's he that those are the type of plays that he makes uh, or and he can make. And so, uh, hopefully, it, it, it's a great game. Uh, San Francisco should win the game, but man, when you 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 got Mahomes on the other side, it's like you you're, you're holding your breath. Right. Deuce, definitely always appreciate the time, especially short notice, my man. You going to be doing any parading this weekend? Um. Yeah. Rain. Rain. Go away. <laughs> um, <laughs> the rain. The rain will dictate how much parading and and and, and where uh, where we are on the street. But yeah, we 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 plan on being out there and you know just enjoying the Mardi Gras season. I agree with those sensibilities. Yes. Well, hope to see you out there and uh, have have a raise a drink together. Uh, talk to you later on, dudes. Appreciate the time again. All right, fellas. Thanks, Deuce. I was Saints radio color analyst Deuce McAllister here on WWL. 